afternoon and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Hey, today I have a special, special treat. And you, if you're wondering who this is, I'm your host, Michael Canodal. I'm delighted to have a master educator, awesome guitarist, great friend. His name is none other than J.J. Patashaw, and his topic today is so you want to play jazz guitar. Man, I am so excited to hear uh, what JJ is going to share with us today. But before we start that, I just want to remind you, if you're joining us live, go down in that chat feature. You can type in a question. We're going to make sure we leave some time at the end for any questions and comments because our educators, they love that interaction and that's why they're here. And uh, you know what? This wouldn't be possible without our awesome sponsors. So I want to remind you, please be sure to check out the studio archive of the past video sessions at clearwaterjazz.com's education outreach section. That's brought to you by Blue Water Wealth Management at Stewart Partners and Duke Energy, as well as our Young Lines podcast available wherever you stream. And that's brought to you by our friends at Marine Max Clearwater. And just search Young Lines Jazz Master Virtual Sessions wherever you stream. You know, where do I start here? You know, JJ, I mean, I'm going to read off his bio. I mean, you've probably seen him all over Tampa Bay. He's been on stages all over the current country. But if you don't know him, he's a, he's active uh, with Clearwater Jazz Holiday Young Lions Jazz Master Session programs uh, at the main event and also part of the visits to schools uh, to work with band programs. He's out there in the community. And JJ also delivers guitar lessons as part of our Build a guitar program in connection with Palm Harbor based company, Best Corporate Events, which uh, program donates guitar primarily to neighborhood family centers and other facilities in undeserved and economically challenged areas of our community. JJ grew up with music all around him, and as a result, his sound and knowledge are reflective of a diverse range of influences. We're talking Ray Charles to Trombone Shorty. Billy Holiday to Bob Marley, Lenny Kravitz to Johnny Cash. Man, what an awesome sound you're going to get today. He's also a sought-after guitarist, vocalist, and instructor grounded in jazz and roots traditions as and has quickly made a name for himself as both a solo artist and a great session player. To learn more about JJ, you can visit his website, www.jjpatashawmusic.com. So we're going to welcome JJ to the virtual sessions. Without any further delay, the man of the hour, JJ Patashaw, the stage is all yours. <laughs> Everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Mike, thank you for that awesome introduction. And uh, thank you for joining me. Once again, thank you to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation for having me here today. Um, it's always a pleasure to work with Steve Weinberger and the Clearwater Jazz Holiday and to reconnect with Michael Cronodal today. Um, so this is kind of an exciting session. We've done a few sessions in the past, um, kind of laying the groundwork for some beginning guitar, but today's kind of a fresh start 
and we are going to kind of lay the groundwork for making that transition into jazz guitar. So we'll jump right into it. Um, to start, uh, the topic or the topic of this or the title of this lesson is So You Want to Play Jazz Guitar. And today, what we're going to do is lay the groundwork for the coming weeks because we're going to delve deeper into this because I know that a lot of you are coming from um, kind of all walks of life, all different stylistic backgrounds, uh, experience levels um, and interests, influences. So what I thought we would do today is kind of lay that groundwork, talk about where we're going a little bit and kind of uh, chart, our, chart our map, if you will, as we move forward. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to understand, first of all, you know, why do you want to play jazz guitar? Why do you, and what does that mean to you? What is jazz? And for me, I'm, there are so many approaches, especially when it comes to guitar. Um, guitar in so many ways is such an individualistic, it's the approach is so individual and unique to each player. So there's, in my mind, there isn't any one way. And that's actually in many ways, um, inherent of what we think of as jazz as a style in itself. Um, there are, there's not one specific way to get there, right? We all kind of have a shared um, understanding of the history, um, some of the core elements, but from that, jazz is all about de developing your own sound. Jazz is about um, understanding, working within the context of, of your combo or your band, understanding your role, jazz is about listening. But again, we have to understand um, all of our inspirations, the things that are driving us, um, our ambitions are going to be slightly different from one person to the next. So let's kind of outline a few things. So you say, the first thing we need to understand is jazz and what it is. And although that's a, a topic for another lesson, we could go on for weeks discussing what is, what is jazz. But in my mind, I think from to understand contextually is that jazz is a part of a big is the music that is in many ways a part of a larger diaspora and in that case we're thinking of um, what we would you're hearing the term more and more black American music so everything from jazz is tied is basically branches on the same tree of blues gospel spiritual music uh, R&B um, gosh soul neo soul hip hop house music so jazz is a part of this canon in a way and um and uh, when we talk about what that is i like to even look at it in a, a even larger context that it's also a branch on the same tree as afro-cuban music reggae music um afro pop sukus i mean in my mind jazz is derived uh, is deriving um from many of the same roots, rooted in the experience of the African-American slave or the African slave in the new world, clashing and colliding with the colonial powers of, of, you know, of Europe, mixing with the indigenous cultures of the new world. And although you will talk more about the history, even though it's a harsh and at times um, difficult history, out of that, we get so much, we have, we have so much um, beauty that has come out of difficult situations. And in many ways, that is the silver lining of styles like jazz, of blues. It's finding joy 
in in struggle it's finding joy um and, and resilience in the face of adversity so to me if we can understand first of all where jazz comes from that leads us to our next step right is where does what does that um what does that mean but also um why do we want to play jazz guitar um is it something do you have friends that play um do you what is it that kind of sparked the interest did you see a player did you hear somebody you thought that was cool um are you having to learn it because there's a jazz band at your school and uh your your music instructor band director wants you to be play guitar for the jazz band so all of these um there are so many different opportunities to apply this and you have to first of all determine well why do i want to play it okay um and then we also we talk about what jazz is there are so many just like there are so many approaches when we were talking about before there are so many ways of approaching jazz right and today we are so fortunate that many of our band directors who are your band directors right who are listening the, the access of information that we have today the access to incredible players um the catalog of music between youtube and spotify apple music right um sometimes it's overwhelming you have access to virtually videos of any player that you want to find and so there's so much information it's kind of narrowing it down and that can be overwhelming today even for myself it's a it's an evolutionary process so to be and what what it means to be a jazz guitar in the modern world in modern society right so when we talk about this first thing you say is i always like to say determine your kind of your motive if in this case if it's let's just put it in the context of many of you playing in a high school jazz band so then what you have to do is say okay what do what is required of me it's going to be a mix of right a general foundational or fundamental understanding of what goes into playing the music the stylistic history like the history right and then also you're going to need to understand the kind of gear the instruments that you're going to the instrumentation that you're going to need the the kind of equipment that you're going to need right How, so that you can develop your sound so if we go back to that right let's say in this case high school jazz band you have never played jazz before you have an uh, a general understanding of what it might be but when it comes to laying the groundwork, where do I go from here? I know my band director wants me to be in the jazz band. What am I going to do now? So the first thing you start doing is, I like to say, start dialing your ears in, right? A lot of people have a very, uh, maybe they're understand a general understanding. Some people love it when it comes to jazz. Some people, some people are immediately turned off because maybe they come from a rock or a hip hop background. So jazz is so foreign to them, they don't really, they, not, until you fully understand it, it takes a little bit more to get in and to appreciate it. So when you are uh, jumping into it, what I like to say is find those players, the first thing you do is start dialing your ears in, cal kind of like a calibration. If you have a sense of, there's so many, the cool thing about today too is jazz has fused and evolved over the over the years that you can virtually find i always say to somebody that says well i like all music but i don't really like jazz then i say well you haven't you haven't listened enough because i truly believe that there is something within the the style of jazz 
for everybody because it has fused so much. So if you come from an electronic musician, or if you come from electronic music, well, guess what? Listen to Flying Lotus. There's a lot of jazz in that. If you come from like have an R&B and neo soul kind of background, listen to Tom Mish. He's not what we call maybe a jazz player per se, but find those players who are jazz adjacent, we'll call it. Start listening to the sounds that they're getting. And then from there, find out their influences. Start finding, digging up the players. If you know somebody in your community that can turn you on to, if you have, whether it's stealing your parents' records like I did, uh, if it's doing that, if it's, you have friends that are knowledgeable, connect. There's the beauty of jazz is that so much of this information we share amongst our friends, right? It's past, it's kind of, there's an oral tradition of sharing that information with one another, building community around it. So find those players in your community, whether it's friends, whether it's your parents, whether it's your parents' friends, who knows something about it, start calibrating your ears and find something that speaks to you, okay? Now, that said, within the context of a, a jazz band, high school jazz band especially, um, Although it just depends on your instructors, what material, what um, when it comes to materials or repertoire, may be dependent on a number of factors, right? But let's just say when we think of jazz, we think of a lot of times big band and swing. Some instructors are going will work within that more traditional route, and some are pushing it and doing arrangements of snarky puppy tunes, right? They all have their place, but you have to know how to approach all of these styles um, in the context of your of a particular ensemble, depending on what your band director is looking for. A lot of that, so, is gonna be dependent also on your equipment. So having an understanding of jazz, right? Although we might play blues, play blues and jazz right but the approach the approach of playing blues within the jazz context is slightly different than if i am listening to gary clark jr all right who is a burning blues rock guitar player and if you haven't listened to him i highly recommend it um but the approach to the blues is going to be slightly different based on the context so although some of the equipment will be similar the sounds, you have to start learning to delineate between different um, uh, between different scenarios. As a musician, right, I was thinking about this earlier. When we play so much of, when we think of jazz, over time, one of our goals is that we're trying to develop our sound, right? Our sound evolves based on our influences, our experiences, and for me, it's it still continues to evolve because I'm always discovering new new artists, both new and older artists, right, who I've never listened to before. So as those those sounds come into kind of my atmosphere, I start to absorb them. Well, you're you're going to be your sound over time. To me, the ultimate right is that you become kind of a a product like the sum of all parts, right? So you're talking about, it, maybe you come from a rock background, maybe you're really into electronic music. Somewhere in there, 
that all is going to fuse its way, find its way into your music. But there's another side of that that sometimes you have to honor a specific part. And so what I mean by that is if you are playing a Count Basie tune and your instructor wants you to get a Freddie Green style of playing guitar. If I'm trying to get a, a particular sound, then I know I need to be at least familiar with some of the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The, the licks, the idiomatic kind of um, phrases and passages that those and, and riffs that those artists are known for. If I'm trying to get a West Montgomery sound, right? We think of, we, if somebody says, hey, we're playing uh, four and six, can, and I want you to take a, a, a chorus playing with octaves. Well, first of all, we use octaves in rock too, right? But now, you've got to know, okay, well, if he's once you play an octaves, you have to know that, well, that was one of Wes's signature kind of um, traits. And since then, as soon as you start, uh, if you take a solo in a jazz piece, right? And you play octaves, it's so that sound is so attached to Wes that that is, as soon as people hear it, that's what they think. He's just somebody that developed that particular concept. So as soon as you play it, the listener who is dialed into that sound is going to know that quote, that reference that you're making. Okay, so if you're playing a tune in a particular style of an artist, then you need to spend the time listening to that to those artists um, and that would be the case um, on any instrument honestly now the other thing to think about is equipment now today i have the lgb30 i've been as lgb30 the george benson model but this is uh right here what doing this i actually only recently got this guitar so for the longest time i've been playing jazz on a Telecaster, on a Stratocaster. I work with what I have on a nylon string guitar, on a steel string guitar. Don't let, because maybe the the traditional kind of approach, and there for good reason, has been with an, a, an acoustic electric um, hollow body guitar, right? Don't let that be a hindrance for you starting down your path, not thinking you can do it. If that's something that you, um, aspire towards then eventually um you can make you can see about investing in that but you can do everything there's ways of working with the gear that you have the equipment that you have tone is what it really comes down to in my mind and even with a stratocaster if you dial it in just right and we'll talk more about that down the road too of hey maybe you're playing jazz with a strat how do i but i gotta get a kind of a hollow body or a fat jazz sound for a particular tune there are kind of ways to imitate and emulate that sound working with what you have all right and today again if that's it also depends on the direction you see yourself headed if you see yourself going more into a straight ahead uh direction and this will be something that you'll determine over time but let's say you want to go more straight ahead swing or more traditional path that's a, that's awesome then you'll start to figure out what kind of equipment you need to to find and that will largely be based on who you're listening to if you're listening to Wes Montgomery if you're listening to George Benson right um 
if you are more of a progressive player and you're listening to bands like Snarky Puppy or Wolfpack or any of those groups, then you might find yourself like, I like my Strat. This is where I feel at home. That's totally cool too. Um, you just need to know, and this is not, this is something that we'll learn more about too, is that even in a gigging scenario, if you decide that you want to be a working musician after, you know, after you get out of school, after you graduate, you're going to need to, a lot of times with one guitar, you have to cover a lot of grant, a lot of ground, because even on a, a dance band gig or something like that, a top 40 gig, you have to know how to play in different styles and in guitar players, the guitar is such a vast instrument in so many ways, right? There's so many approaches to the guitar within one style, even within like one genre. So we kind of have, we have it on us that we have to, to really keep our ears open and to take in what we can and at least get close. Hey, if I'm playing a Motown song, then I got to play, I got to go for this sound. If I'm playing an Earth, Wind and Fire tune, then I got to play with this sound. And you're going to change your settings. The same goes for jazz. So even within the context of jazz, are you playing something more from, uh, you know, the era of kind of blue with Miles Davis, right? Are you playing later, like 1970s Herbie Hancock? Are you playing a more modern approach like Kurt Rosenwinkel? So even with that, are you playing something uh, do you have a tune that you have to get a Charlie Christian sound? So early jazz, you know, Benny Goodman uh, uh, style jazz that you need to like get that sound. It can all be done with the equipment that you have. You just have to know how to, to work with it. And um, that's really, even, uh, even within the context of a jazz gig, you're gonna have to, you're always gonna have to be um, dialing in sounds and exposing yourself to, to, new, um, to new forms. So the other side of this is keep your ears open. Always try to keep listening to both old music and new music. So understanding again, first of all, what is my goal here? What do I need to do? Is this um, my band director wants me to get this kind of sound? Okay. Um, now, um, and knowing how to get those sounds. The next step I would say is a starting place, right? Or just a physical, like an actual tangible starting place. I'll say that I found my way, although I had grown up with a lot of jazz in the household as a kid, and I kind of grew up around it. It wasn't really till college that I connected with some really talented uh, and amazing instructors who took my perspective and really just blew it up and showed me the potential of what is possible with something like just within the context of what we think of as jazz. And to me, it was just this whole new, um, it was this whole new world really, right? So in the sense that it had this rich history, the, the ability to have to play in these amazing ensembles and there's a form, everybody has the ability through improvisation to um, to express themselves and to communicate. And so something about that history and that just the nature of that music really appealed to me. But even within that, it can be overwhelming finding a starting point, even uh, just because they're even, so you wanna say, even within the realm of blues or modal jazz, right? There's so many um, different approaches. Add on top of that, I have to say, right? The guitar compared to 
uh, to even something like the piano, right? Piano, everything is laid out nice and easy. Jazz on the guitar is not always the most natural, right? To me, right, it can seem like a maze, the fretboard, when I'm looking around because, well, geez, I can play this note here. I can play it here. I can play this note, a G here. I can play a G here. So which way am I going to go? A lot of, if I'm playing a Charlie Parker solo, Charlie Parker is not easy to play on the guitar. All, all It's not always the easiest to apply to the guitar. You're taking a completely different instrument, a completely different approach and finding a way to adapt it to this instrument. And that's why I say it goes back to finding your approach. There was a quote by, I believe it was like Wynton Marsalis a while back that I read that really stuck with me. And he talked about not essentially, I'm paraphrasing, so forgive me if I get this wrong, but essentially not subscribing to particular methods. Don't look for methods. Don't you know look for the books, find your own way. And essentially to me, that really stuck out because specifically with the guitar in itself, because there are so many ways to approach something. So I might play a solo, uh you know somewhere uh maybe i play it down here i, I learn uh i don't know i'm just gonna play something bluesy but somebody else might play it up here sometimes it's just based off of there are a number numerous factors that play into that Forgive me, I'm also working on kind of keeping this guitar in the frame, so we'll be kind of moving around and dancing a little bit. But that said, with the guitar, I would say if you can connect with somebody, if you have access to an instructor, and the beauty of the internet today is that um, even if you don't have, maybe you don't have a even if it seems like there isn't a thriving jazz scene in your community, you have access to so many instructors now because of online sites like here, like Clearwater Jazz Holiday with all these free resources um, for all of you are really filling in um, kind of just a, a community need. Being able to find this kind of information is is awesome. But that said, if you have somebody who can kind of, an instructor is just going to kind of show you, give you their approach, give you some tips with some solid technique, because some of the things that I tell my teacher, my students, is that even once you, I'm going to show you a few things, I'm going to show you a picking technique, you know, I'm going to say, well, you might, excuse me, I'm going to just kind of move this down so you can see what I'm doing here. If I'm giving you an alternate picking kind of exercise. say well you know it might help if you hold your pick like this somewhere down the line you're going to find your own way of doing it and you might say you know i don't like what jj did and that's okay because that's what it's all about is finding your own techniques and finding your own kind of your own path through this music finding the players that you connect with i can tell you who i'm excited about and a few things that you probably need to know but at the end of the day this is your path and you're going to find those players that you connect with most so being able to find those in the way when going back to that Wynton Marsalis quote when you talk about creating a method you're you're finding your own path you're finding your own method of doing this right so the way that is it's a mix of working with maybe a private instructor it's going to be based off of your listening it can be based off of we're going back to your band right 
the things that you have to know because when you are a hired guitar player, you're a hired hand, and in this case, right, consider the jazz band your first gig. When you show up, he, your band director, she or he is going to have something that they are looking for, and they say, I need this kind of sound, and you need to know how to do that. So honoring styles, so maybe you're playing something from a specific era, all right? So knowing how to get those sounds, and then who you're surrounding yourself with, right? Your friends, your colleagues, um, your the people, the musicians that you play on gigs with, right? There's so many times that later on, I learned so much just hanging out, talking with friends and finding their approaches, even other guitar players, right? You can, the beauty too of this, right? I always say for me, the guitar is just the, the vehicle. So for me, I don't have to, to play, I don't have to play a, a guitar solo. If I, let's say you're transcribing a solo. Maybe you really like Clifford Brown's solo on Joy Spring. So I'm going to listen to that solo and I'm going to pull some of Cl Clifford's, um, some of his riffs and I'm going to pull what he does. And I'm going to play that, apply that to my guitar. I'm going to take some bird licks and I'm going to, going to play what he plays on confirmation. I'm going to take some, of, I found this really cool lick that he does and I'm going to put it on the guitar. That's how you start to form your sound. And then you might say, and guess what right here, I'm going to do a little Wes Montgomery quote with some, with some octaves. That's over time how you'll start to develop your own method, your own sound, finding those players that you connect with. And then over time, the other thing about this is that your sound is going to evolve. And where you are today is, you know, in, you know, a year, if you start now, you'll be further along. In five years, you're, you'll have had a process that much more music you've had, you'll have played that much more that you'll have so much more to bring to the table. So I'm going to leave you with something today where we'll, so we'll give you something as a starting place. And this will kind of set us up for the next few weeks as well. And I always say, if you're looking for, to get into jazz, why not start with the blues? Because the blues is foundational to so much of what we think of today as American music and a sound that you can start getting in your ear are dominant chords because it's the, there's so much of it that is your altered chords in jazz, right? Your dominant chords, right? I can see, okay, I can play a major chord. I can play a minor chord, but what is this G7 sharp 11 thing? I don't know, right? Well, I say, I like to say that the dominant chord is kind of nebulous. It's somewhere between a major and a minor, right? So in this case, if I just go up to, uh, I'm gonna play just cause it's a nice central location. I'll give you something to just leave you with today. The blues is the foundation of what we think of R&B, rock and roll, uh, soul music, funk music, either deep ties between uh, soul and gospel music. Listen to artists like Ray Charles, um, believe it or not, country music. So um, has deep ties to the blues. So whatever direction you wanna go, I always say blues is a great way to to start. So I can line up here at the third fret and I'm going to give you two chords to start with. You're going to play a G dominant seven. So all I'm doing is I'm going to lay my first finger here on the third fret. I'm going to create a bar. And if you haven't done bar chords before, we'll get more into that. So this is just kind of a, a kind of a Cliff's notes kind of lesson. I'm going to put my second finger on the fourth fret on the third string. 
and I'm going to put my third finger on the fifth string in the fifth fret. Keep that first finger barred. I'm going to come back down here and strum all six strings. The cool thing about guitar, if you haven't figured this out by now, right, is that once you, we kind of um, compare it to changing keys for like a horn player, it's much easier because all we have to do is move up. Just literally chromatically, I can take that same shape, guitar, it's all about shapes and patterns. So I can move up and down. And the key shift, so if I'm playing a song in the key of G and uh, G blues, I can play that right there. All right, the second chord that I'm gonna give you here is a C dominant. And what I'm gonna do here, if you know how to make your standard C chord, right? All I'm gonna do is take my fourth finger and I'm gonna put it on the third string in the third fret. And I'm just gonna play those four, those four inner strings starting from the A string down. So now I've just done this. Now check this out. I slide that C7, so C dominant seven, up two frets. It's a D7. Back down. And now I'm playing the blues back to the G. So G7, C7, D7, back up, back down. And the beauty of this, again, remember, if I want to play an A7, right? Now I'm in the A blues. D7, same pattern. Right now, just get the motion down. So the blues is going to be kind of where we'll pick up in the next week or so. And the beauty of this, again, is it will give you a good foundation for song structure, basic chord vocabulary, rhythm, and those are all topics that we'll delve into more over the coming weeks. But from now on, when you see a G7 or a D7, or get, get those dominant chords in your ears because we're gonna be spending a lot of time with those. Um, if you're in the jazz band, you'll be spending a lot of time with them in the coming months, all right, in the coming years. So um, with that, I hope I answered um, maybe some questions that you may have had as to where to start, how to start, um, and we'll give you more of a, a concrete roadmap and practical application in the coming weeks. But these are some ideas to start thinking about. And if you can start kind of like I said, finding your community, start listening, finding those players that you connect with, find things that sound jazzy, right? Um, find stuff, those players that you connect with and just start listening because that's, to me, that's where the beginning is. Get that sound in your ears and then that'll lay the groundwork and get you amped up for the next few weeks as we kind of move deeper into this, all right? So thank you for taking time out. Um, Mike, if you have any questions today, um, I'm happy to, to field any questions for you, but I really appreciate all of you hanging out with me today, and I'll look forward to spending time with you in the coming weeks. 
Wow, JJ Pattershaw, what an awesome introduction to this series. So you want to play jazz guitar. I know I'm not much of a, uh, a guitar player, but man, I'm excited. I, I think I'm going to pull mine out the closet and blow the dust <laughs> off and see see if I can Let's handle it. a little bit. <laughs> Let's but do man, it. I, I hope our listeners, uh, they're excited about this series. Um, you know, you can find the schedule on our website. It's going to be here on Mondays, man. And and I, and I hope you're able to share with other students, maybe in your class, or maybe, you know, you're a seasoned player. You've been playing for a while. We can all learn something from all of our wonderful instructors, and they're out there playing right now. And that's what I love about JJ. He's not just an educator, but he's out there. He's on the stage. He's doing exactly what he's talking about. Now, I want to remind you, you know, if if you know, you want to check out all the past sessions that we've had, go to the archives at clearwaterjazz.com slash education um, and, uh, and go through there and say, hey, you know, I can pick some guitar up. I can pick some theory up. Or maybe there's um, you have some questions or there may be a topic you want to suggest for the future. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So you can email us at info at clearwaterjazz.com. You know, JJ, I think I'm 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 excited about next week, and uh, I know we're gonna have many, many more listeners because this is a topic everybody wants to be a jazz guitarist. And I love how you broke down the history and how we, you know, we maneuvered through there as uh, far as jazz history and the culture. And uh, I know this is gonna be super excited. So until the next time, I'm your host, Michael Canodal. This has been JJ Patashaw, and like we always say guys keep it swinging have a good day bye bye Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, other special events throughout the year, and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.